Welcome everyone to Know Thy Brand podcast, the branding podcast for women in business. Welcome everybody to Know Thy Brand podcast, a podcast that tackles gender inequality through the brand lens. From brand strategies to marketing tactics, from female leadership to female entrepreneurship, from corporate brand to personal brand, every episode is designed to inspire you and to support you in a journey for success, whatever success means to you. Hello, everyone. Today we have with us Suzanne. Uh, Suzanne is another member of our board and uh, once again she's going to tell us a bit about herself but especially she's going to talk about the challenges and opportunities for women within her industry. Hi Suzanne. Hi Julia. Hi everybody. Thank you for coming with us uh, here with us today. Um, can you tell us a bit about yourself? What's your background and how you ended up with Know Their Brand and yeah just introduce a little bit yourself. Yes, sure. So my name is Susanna. I'm the mom of three kids living in Luxembourg since 16 years and working as a lawyer in the financial industry. So it's the classical development um, of yeah, passing law studies in an international environment, starting in an international law firm in Luxembourg and then continuing in-house positions with different banking institutions, management company. It's more or less the, the current situation uh, I'm where I'm currently in. And uh, why did you choose to join us? Because I remember telling you, you know, I have this idea. I'm thinking of changing my company and transforming it into a social enterprise. And you immediately wanted to be part of it. Can you tell us why? What prompted you? I, I think it is very important to support your kind of idea, I found it very important to provide the chance to women irrespective of where they're coming from. Uh, if they believe in, in themselves and they want to construct their business or continue their business and they do not have the, the means or the possibilities for different reasons, it is important to, to find a possibility and to develop this to, prom to, to, to help to assist them. So I think it is very important because I think... We, um, in another brand, we made from everybody from a different perspective, from a different angle. Everybody has made experience how it should not work. And our experience together can, I think, help a lot. Or that is at least my, I'm convinced of, <laughs> that we can help and that we can challenge. Um, perhaps also in, in, in our industry or in my industry where I'm coming from, which is very male-driven, um, but at least there we can we can help change the situation. That's actually, you, you open up to one of the questions I wanted to ask you. So being a female lawyer, um, do you think that, in, as you said, is an industry that is male-dominated, uh, what do you think are the main challenges that women face within your own industry? The legal part or the, if you're working in the legal domain, it is until now, a very male-driven area. So until today, as as a head of legal, I'm still facing situations 
where I'm coming in meetings and I have 10 men sitting around a table and I'm the only woman. That is absolutely standard. And a woman needs to be able to face the situation and to have the confidence to open and speak loudly to to the audience if you want. And I I could make the experience that or I had the impression they the colleague the, 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 the other men were not listening to you when we were talking. They were interrupting you, etc. So this might be yeah, different kind of education perhaps to, to, to speak to, to name it friendly. Um, but there is still the situation that women are perhaps sometimes more shy than men to speak uh, loudly and to to defend their position, etc. Um, so it is important to provide this kind of confidence and to help women to present themselves and to do their work properly and also in this kind of environment. Yeah, because uh, as you can, as you were saying, you often enter in a meeting, you are the only female in the meeting. And uh, it's been a lot of research have proven that when women try to talk in this environment, they often are interrupted or they're not quite taken in serious as much as their male counterpart. And that's a reality we want to change, not because we have any problem against the men, I keep on repeating this, but it's because everybody gains if we, there are different opinions brought to the table and everybody listens and, and everybody has the chance to talk. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Women and men should have the same rights, the, the same responsibilities and the same opportunities. It does not depend on whether you're born male or female. It is really depending on your qualities. Okay. So effectively what you're saying is uh, gender equality only comes when we have equity. So same opportunities. And this is something that at the moment within your industry is not Okay, opportunities are not necessarily granted in the same way to everybody. Uh, and gender is one of the factors that affects the, the opportunities the employees have. Is there any other uh, challenge that you can think of that women within the legal industry face just for the pure fact that they are women? Then that they, that they cannot um, develop based on their qualities because they are women and them. Um, for example, <coughs> what you can hear very often from, from women is in interviews, um, how can you manage your life if you have kids? For example, that is an absolutely um, illegal question of difficulty. How do, do I react? And am I strong and I continue with the risk to get the job because of my answer? Or do I was it kind of game and am I tested? So um, I think this is a challenge that women should be should be strong and be pre pre prepared for that such kind of questions. And um, yeah, the, the the other challenges are really that women should not st be stopped or let themselves be stopped by um, male colleagues just pushing them aside. What do you mean by that? It's like when you enter in a meeting and automatically is assumed that is the woman that is going to take the, the minutes and... Uh, for example, yeah. for example, or preparing the coffee, you're doing the copies. That is absolutely a classic. Wow, I can't believe that this still happens. I left the corporate world like seven years ago, eight years ago, and I can't believe that these things still happen. Um, 
Well, I want to go back to what you said before. So in interviews, they ask you, do you have children? If so, how you manage the family and the workload, which I don't think any man is normally asked. Um, do you have any recommendation for that kind of situation? What would you say to someone that uh, is faced with that question during an interview? As you said, do you go honest or do you go... I mean, you can't be dishonest, you can't say I don't have children, but what would be the best answer, you think, especially in a legal setting? Because my instinct would be to, to say, but that's illegal, but probably that will... <laughs> so my, I have been asked this question in the past, mm-hmm. and I, I said, I did not really answer directly. I, I, I played a bit around, and I said, okay, I have three kids, and I manage them. There is never, I have been never late in providing... Uh, the work of providing answers and I know how to manage organize my day and that is the big difference to male colleagues and that is the strength of a woman of three kids and a husband working 100% as a partner in an international law firm so I know how to manage myself I know how to organize days and I make that work and this has always happened and this will always happen so you need to be strong in your conviction That is really my philosophy. You need to believe in yourself. And this is something very important, what you need to learn. For my my female colleagues, that they need to to learn how to move quicker forward, to be different, because that is unfortunate the situation until today between male and female colleagues. The females always need to be one step before, one step advanced. Wow. Okay. So you think that uh, still at this stage, the best thing is really making sure that you are one step ahead and because you kind of have to prove a bit harder than your male counterparts. Is that correct? It is always, I am convinced of today for women, it is always more, or it is still more difficult and they need to show more than male colleagues would need to show you. Well, I highly <clears throat> hope that uh, more than women listening to this podcast today, there will be organizations uh, they, this, I would like someone in the senior position to hear you saying this. And really, I hope that, you know, that make them think for a second. I hope so. Because, uh, you know, being asked as a woman if you have children or not in an interview is not acceptable. Feeling that you have to be, you know, ahead of the game more than your male counterparts just because you are female and you need to prove yourself more than your uh, colleagues just because otherwise nobody's paying attention to you. That is not right and is not fair. And especially what happens, I suppose, is that then because the women don't have the same opportunities, they tend to drop off or take part-time roles or, you know, working not necessarily at the same, um, not not having the same career opportunities. And then in the end, it's the firm that is going to miss out because it's been proven the, a diverse uh, um, leadership team brings much better results, even in terms of economic results and all of that. So I really hope someone out there is listening to you today. Um, I would like to ask you one question. If you can pinpoint the moment in your life, and it doesn't need to be professional, but can be professional, where uh, you felt uh, something was really unjust uh, 
uh, and it only happened because you are a, a woman. And of course, you talk about the interview when you were asked if you had children. But can you think of another episode where you were like, that is only happening because I'm a woman and it's so unfair? During a closing, I was uh, very long in the, in, the, in the office, for example. Everything was under control and I was alone with the three kids and the youngest was six months old. And um, I went after 12 hours being in the office, I went looking at home and um, I was half an hour at home and I've been called by a colleague to come back to the office as the head of legal would need to be in the office. And I said, okay, but I'm alone. I have no babysitter. And the answer was, I don't care. Just come. You need to be here. You're the head of legal. You need to be in the office. I said, okay, but there is nothing to do. Everything is under control. Okay, there was even no discussion. So I went back. Luckily, my neighbor could join uh, me at home and could look for the kids until midnight. Wow. So um, I went back. And everything was done. Everything was organized, but we, I prepared the next day so that everything was done and proactively sent everything to the counterparties so that at the end of at the end it was all in good shape. But um, th this was already in good shape before I left. So um, this was a situation where you could see that um, as a mother and in a responsible position. You always need to be aware that such kind of situations can arise and that uh, yeah, you need to react or you need to try to react in a cool and professional manner, even if your counterpart is not a professional at all. But um, this was for me then also the point I decided to move forward and try to find another job because I do not see myself in an environment where family is disregarded in such a manner. Wow, that's a really terrible story. And I, I've been there, in my, and I think a lot of women can relate with that. The fact that you, you have a child and, or more than one and you, 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 you've already organized everything because you know that you have the children to look after and yet someone decided that's not good enough and that they, you need to do a little bit more, you know. What, are you putting your family in front of your job? That's not acceptable. And, I mean, it's, it's shocking to see that it's still happening. But it's, again, yeah, exactly. But it's, again, an example that a woman needs to be a step ahead of a man. So I doubt that this would have happened to, uh, to a male colleague. Um, and perhaps also because, as a woman, you have the pressure in your neck that you need to go at home because the kids are alone. It is already 9 o'clock in the evening. And um, it is already late, but you have a six-month-old one, and you want to be sure that it's in good shape. It's it's, it's good. It has passed a good day. I mean, for a six-month-old, it's it's important, and it's also important to see to see the parents if it is organized and there is a day that you cannot see your child. That's fine. But if everything is done and it's absolutely unreasonable i mean you have the experience you see whether there are legal risks or whether something is missing which could be a showstopper for the transaction i do not say that i will not stay that is of course but you organize yourself and you you prepare everything around so as i said you 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 have the overview of the supervision on the situation and you need to arrange yourself to be ready for this but if it's not necessary 
this is kind of unprofessional. I totally agree. And unfortunately, it happens all the time. What I learned during my yeah, professional education is that you need to learn to believe in your, really in yourself. What are you interested? What are you, what is your idea? What is your conviction to rely on, to work on? You need to do something. I mean, your life is long normally and you, I only can encourage to practice a profession you are convinced of, you are um, relying on what is your, what is really representing your, your interest and I mean, I'm in the financial industry. I gave, for example, a legal advice to microfinance clients. And this is what I like to, to give support, to build something where microfinance structures could, at the end of the day, make possible that small entrepreneurs, for example, in India or all over the world, in the different countries, wherever you can imagine, could create something, could develop something, and also could help to find out a, an, an, a way out of their poverty and to, yeah, it's perhaps some, some, sometimes a bit too, too naive, but I think if everybody is doing something positive, you can, you can change something. And that is exactly the same what, why I wanted to join Know Their Brand, because I think also from, if I can only do the legal framework, at the end of the day, I can help to create, to establish a company which can do useful things. And if we, for example, check which kind of projects we want to support, I, I, I give my perspective. I join from a legal side where I can see risks, where I can see um, a showstopper, etc. So I think um, I, I think also if if you're only if 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 you're only doing legal part. At the end of the day, you can change forever I love something that. and to add something positive. So what I can suggest for young colleagues is that you continue developing your skills and you always be one step in front of male. That is, this is unfortunate, but that's the situation we're in. And you need to listen to others, to, to redress power of imbalanced situations, for example, that is coming up nearly every day. And listening to others is helping at the same time others, irrespectively of the gender or of the situation you're in, but just helping avoiding in, yeah, imbalanced situations. You're absolutely right. So we need to work together as women, support each other. One thing, one final question I have for you. And that is about branding. Can you tell us about one brand that you love and why? Like a lot, the brand Haribo. It's not because it's it's German brand, but because it's always fun to see how different ages, different personalities, different professions interact when it's around sweets. <laughs> so, for example, now it's really funny because you have... Yeah, old people, you have our age people talking in the voice of children and they want to share the sweets they have because everybody want, every likes everybody likes another kind of sweet. And so they're talking in their in a child voice and it's irrespective whether it's um 
a doctor or a barkeeper or whatever. All kind of professions are exchanging the sweets. And this is something that is so natural, peaceful, and, and everybody is in contact and communicating with the other person. And this is something I really, I really like a lot. It's very funny to see. And it's, it, it's also true because everybody was young and everybody likes this Haribo. I, I haven't seen this advert. You, you mentioned it to me before. I haven't seen it. And as soon as we finish here, I know I'm going to look for it because it sounds really intriguing. And I love the underlying message. At the end of the day, you know, we are all children. We all, we all love the same things. And, exactly. Uh, and, uh, and if we share it, you know, sharing is caring. Look, Suzanne, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.